BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome. We are back. It is the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. I am once again your host, Brian Beckner. Thank you very much for joining us. Stoked to have you back in the mix for episode 79 of the program. Um, as always, I start the show by letting you know the ways you can get a hold of us. We've sort of been out of pocket the last couple of weeks, so I'm interested in what you guys have to say. Talk to me and do that by emailing me at mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com. You can also leave me a voicemail, as many of you have and do, 949-464-TBLM. S. I implore you to subscribe to the show on iTunes, rate the show there, leave a comment, please. As well, I would like it if you would like our page on Facebook, The Baller Lifestyle Podcast on Facebook. Become a fan there. Get involved in the conversation. Uh, for those of you that are, do follow us on Facebook and Twitter and everywhere else, um, Ed Daly has written a comprehensive list of the greatest sidekicks in movie history. And I I say comprehensive because there's like a lot of them there. Um, but it, it, I'm interested to know your thoughts. Some people have already weighed in on his omissions, on his uh, rankings, a lot happening at the, the ballerlifestyle.com. Um, so check out Ed Daly's list and react to it. Weigh in on our Facebook page. Uh, the, the Baller Lifestyle Podcast on Facebook. Um, while we were gone, episode 78, I'd like your thoughts on that. That was a two-parter. It was, you know, something different for us. We reviewed the movie Soul Man. Uh, I know it had been a long time. I had seen the movie. A lot of you hadn't. I had seen the movie, but I had not seen the movie s- since it came out 30 years ago almost. So it had been a long time for me. It was not exactly as I remembered it, but it was still pretty goddamn good. And I hope that we, as a program, did it justice. I want to thank very much Jason Stewart for coming in and helping us out with that. 
Speaking of that, I think we're going to work on, for you Bachelorette and Bachelor fans, Bachelor in Paradise, the greatest show in the history of television. And don't, don't give me your cheers and Seinfeld. This isn't open to debate. MASH, WKRP in Cincinnati, Alice. Don't, don't weigh in with your favorite shows. The greatest show in the history of television is Bachelor in Paradise, and there is, it's not open to debate. We are going to be producing a standalone, a separate podcast, just a, a preview of the upcoming season of Bachelor in Paradise. It'll be myself. It'll be Fancy Sauce. Jason Stewart has agreed to join us and working on maybe one or two more special guests to sit in with us to handicap all of the contestants that we know are going to be on Bachelor in Paradise. It's it's going to be an amazing, it looks great. There's already, uh, if you've seen the trailers, the previews, there's lots of tears. There's for sure going to be some intercoursing. I'm, I'm hoping, well, I, I don't want to give away my thoughts, but um, look for that. We're going to do, if you're subscribed, you'll get it, but we're going to do a separate podcast just for the Bachelor in paradise just to discuss that and preview that show. Um, since we've been away, since we haven't recorded any new shows, a lot going on. Um, not a lot sports wise. It's kind of the dry season in sports. I, I, I'm happy to report that Bill Cosby still a rapist. Um, Donald Trump is a, a, is a wrestling heel. That's also a presidential candidate. And like, no one seems to really realize that, He's just acting the fool, and they think that he's a legitimate person. Uh, so that's kind of funny. Also, and I don't, I don't know if this resonated with you guys uh, on the on the topic of movies. We've been talking about movies lately. This past couple weeks, I've seen a few articles about the 20th anniversary of the movie Clueless, which is apparently a movie that people are nostalgic for, and maybe because it's because I wasn't a 13-year-old girl when that movie came out. Um, I sort of viewed it as a kitschy period piece, something sort of of a time. So I don't get really the nostalgia, but I thought with the hindsight of 20 years, we as a society might look back at that movie and agree that it was kind of weird that the climax of the film has the main character, a high school girl, hooking up with her adult stepbrother. Like, nobody thought that was weird. Nobody at the studio wanted to step in like, hey, movie, Final Cut looks great. There's this one part, though, that I don't really get. I don't know if it's cool. I mean, I'll allow the implication of statutory rape, but maybe we cut the quasi-incestuous aspect of that relationship. Like, is that, am I the only one that thinks that's weird? Because I, I mentioned it. It's like somebody was glorifying that movie on Twitter this week, and I just happened to say, hey, well, what about this part? And they were like having no part of it. They were like, they thought I was an idiot. Maybe I am. Um, did you see Clueless? Do you have thoughts? Uh, I'd love to know what you thought, because I always thought that was like, he was an adult and her stepbrother, and she was in high school. And at the end of the movie, they hook up, and I, the presumption is that they're, you know, they're going to do some banging at some point. That's what people in relationships do. Your stepbrother? I mean, he's like in his 20s. You're in high school. A little odd. Uh, okay. 
As you guys know, Ed Daly is still in the British Isles, hanging with our former imperial oppressors, sipping tea and fancy in a crumpet and toot toot cheerio, Cornwallis. But we will be hearing from Ed uh, a little bit throughout the show. He's sent along some thoughts for us and some questions for me to answer, um, including right now. Let's check in with Ed. Ed, how are things across the pond? Hey, Brian. Uh, as you know, I'm in London right now. I was in Ireland uh, at the beginning of July. And pretty much Ireland is, uh, you know, beautiful nature, but really, like, people are the ugliest there. Uh, Irish people are just ugly people, I think. Um, I consider myself pretty goofy looking, but there was something really off about the looks of the Irish people in general. And every old guy you see, is he's kind of purple and he looks 175 years old. So those guys are hitting it pretty hard, just uh, just like the stereotype says. And beyond the Guinness Brewery, Dublin's just okay. Lots of uh, American bros were there in force. Uh, I'm guessing a lot of like Irish American bachelor parties are going on there. And like it's really a bummer when you fly eight hours and you're just stuck in pubs with a bunch of bros. But uh, outside the city was much better. Uh, but on my way home from a pub one night in Dublin, there was a there was a goddamn fox walking towards me on the sidewalk, and it was real creepy and and like skinny looking, but it looked a little bit off. But I don't know if that's just the way foxes are because I don't see foxes ever in my life. Um, but it was a back street where I was staying, so I figured I'd walk around the other way to avoid this creepy fox. And I didn't realize uh, behind me were a couple 60-year-old women. And they immediately look at me and they go, are you scared, boy? And I confirmed. I said, yeah, I want no part of that fox, so I'm going to walk the other way. And they both laughed at me and pointed. And so, yeah, I was clowned by a couple of 60-year-old Irish women. Uh, Finally, in London, I think this is relevant to our podcast, I had drinks with the guy who's renting us this flat. And uh, the guy is 36 years old. And he has a 21-year-old son. He knocked up his 27-year-old teacher when he was 15. And I asked him what it was like. And he, he said having a kid at that age was a little weird, but it was fantastic. His friends were jealous. The relationship started when he was 14. And he said, uh, he said that, you know, it, she at one point cut it off and said, no, this is wrong. we got to wait until you're at least 16. And then on his 15th birthday, he said the floodgates opened and he started boning the teacher again. Or, and uh, I, I'm guessing she wasn't so good with the rhythm method because uh, soon enough, he was a 15-year-old dad. Um, but, you know, just to follow up our previous stories, it has been confirmed that the guys boning their teachers, uh, it's a very good thing for them. Wow. Ed. Ed Ed's landlord. Like Ed's landlord, it quite possibly could be the new Craigslist threesome guy of this show. Unbelievable! That is quite a story, and also the Irish. I don't. I mean, Ed, you're Irish. Did you had you thought about that? I mean, you're you're one of them. You're going over there. You're making fun of the Irish. You are Irish, uh, and. Myself, yes, I would be. I would be terribly fearful if I saw a fox. Pretty much any kind of wildlife scares the shit out of me. A coyote. I caught a coyote, like kind of trying to come into my backyard. Kind of, we kind of live backed up to a hill that sort of backs up to a big open space of like parkland hills. 
And, you know, this one coyote likes to come down and have a look, see if there's anything to eat. There's a lot of birds around here and bunnies and stuff. Another night I see him, you know, it's been warm, it's summer. I kind of glance out my window. I see like a flash go by my window. It's dark and by the by the French door and I open the door and I look in the backyard and he's like leaning down on the, on the wall, like about to jump in the backyard and they're skittish. They ran away, but that doesn't, I mean, obviously I was in fear for my life. I could only imagine if it were a Fox crazy. Uh, okay. <clears throat> like I said, read Ed's column. It was, it's really sort of a transcendent piece for us at the ballerlifestyle.com. Check out, I, I feel like everyone's going to have a lot of thoughts. Um, thanks to my guy at Fado's on Twitter, because he was the one that had the idea. Uh, the sidekick ranking, check out that column on theballerlifestyle.com. I thought Ed Daly did a great, great job with that. Uh, okay, while we were away, a few people reached out. Uh, a few of our regulars, Airstrike Rhino has become a regular. Um, he provide some excellent content. He left a voicemail. He has a question that he wants answered. Let's see what Airstrike Rhino has to say. Hey guys, uh, Ryan in Houston here, uh, Airstrike Rhino. I was calling because I was listening to the uh, Soul Man podcast and Brian made a comment when the main character is in seeing a therapist uh, about people in the mental health profession being themselves a little off their rocker. Uh, and I personally have dated a couple of girls who were either in the profession or studying to be in the profession, and there was definitely a layer of batshit crazy to it. Uh, and so I was just wondering if Brian had a story that fueled that comment somewhere along his, somewhere in his life. Uh, and wondering if you could, you know, share with us. Later. Okay, excellent question, Airstrike Rhino. Very much appreciate the call. Uh, I thought it was just common knowledge that everyone in the mental health profession was a little nuts. I've I've been in and out of therapy throughout my life. I've I've had various therapists. Um, my guy now is pretty good. I go to a guy. He's all right. He's got some quirks. Um, but I just assume that everybody knew. Pretty much everyone in the mental health profession is a little—they're a little off. And come to think of it. Well, also all pretty much every nurse I've ever met, not to alienate your wives, but nurses tend to be a little, they're wound a little tight, a little kooky, Um, but definitely people in the mental health profession and come to think of it. And I don't know if this counts, but I, um, my, my junior high school girlfriend, and she's probably listening to this. It would not surprise me. I'm not going to say her name. My junior high school girlfriend, who I dated when I was like 14, we broke up. It wasn't a big deal to me. It was apparently a big deal to her because at age 25, she, I ran into her and she accosted me in a bagel shop and made a massive scene. It was like morning bagel rush. Um, and then later I got home and somehow she'd got my phone number and she'd left, this is back in the days of answering machines. She had left a, the, the most insane I have a recording of it. Actually, if you meet me in person, I'll play it for you, but I don't, I don't think I'll play it on the show. I have a recording of it. She left the most insane answering machine message. I think I've ever heard in my life where she, um, accused me of a great, well, she just basically said I was a horrible person and I fucked her life up. And I mean, I was, 
you know, this is a pretty long time ago. Uh, but the point is, well, I don't know what she does for a living because I don't stalk her because I'm not a crazy person. Um, but I believe that she did major in psychology. So even if they don't work in the field, I feel like crazy people are sort of attracted to the study of the brain. I hope that answers your question, Ryan. I appreciate you reaching out. Uh, okay, who else? Also, oh, another one of our favorites called, let's see what our good friend Wayne in Nashville has to say. Brian, Ed, Francie, Jay Spoo, what's up? This is Wayne in Nashville. I'm only halfway through the second part of the review of Soul Man, and it's fucking awesome. But y'all trying to ruin it for me. I feel racist because that movie is hilarious. Um, anyway, I'm still having to deal with this whole performing thing. My wife's best friend is in another play called Myth, the musical. Luckily, this is where kids come in and do me a favor. I get to stay home with kids instead of having to go see all these stupid-ass plays. But anyway, I had to call and give y'all props. Love it. Next movie review, side out maybe. Have a good one. Hashtag hardest listener. Hashtag hardest listener. Wayne in Nashville rules. Um, he's the he, he's uh, able to avoid. He, he reached out a couple weeks ago to let us know. I think we had a million dollar baller battle um, regarding eating your Thanksgiving. Would you rather eat your Thanksgiving dinner in a porta potty or? Spend your Thanksgiving with the entire cast of a Broadway musical. Um, he chose the porta potty because he had a lot of experience with performers. Um, so thoughts and prayers to Wayne. Hashtag hardest listener. Uh, okay, excellent job. I appreciate you guys reaching out. Again, 949-464-TBLS. Leave us a voicemail. Any any questions you want answered, any kind of life coaching you guys need, anything like that. That is what we're here for. Um Call us, ask us questions, give us your thoughts. We appreciate any kind of feedback we get. Uh, okay, Ed also, while overseas, came up with a few sports topics that he would like to discuss. Let's hear again from Ed Daly. In sports, uh, first, in an interview with a San Diego pastor, Seattle Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson revealed that Jesus told him not to bump uglies with singer Ciara. He said, I need you to lead her. I told her, what would you do if we took all that extra stuff off the table and just did it Jesus' way? The quarterback continued, clarifying that, yes, he was talking about sex. Brian, two questions. Do you think the Jesus way involves anal or just oral? And also, don't you think Russell should have learned from the Super Bowl about the dangers of getting cute when you have an opportunity to score? Russell Wilson is not smart, obviously. Um, he's, he's dating the R&B singer, Ciara. And apparently, as through some prophecy from his, whatever, whoever he worships, they, they have decided together, him and his Lord, that he should not bang Ciara. I would urge you now to use your Google image or if you're frequent Baller Lifestyle podcast guest, Jason Stewart, your Bing image. But go use your computer or your phone and go ahead and Google 
Ciara. Have a look at her. C-I-A-R-A. Ciara. That's Russell Wilson's girlfriend. Okay. Have you, are you looking at a picture of her right now? I mean, she's pretty hot. And she's already got a kid. So clearly she's down for whatevs. I believe she was impregnated by a rapper. So she's, you know, her, I'm not saying she's loose of morals, but she's an adult. She does adult things with her relationship partners. Like, that's what people do. Unless you're Russell Wilson, who's real dumb. And Pete Carroll needs to rethink the idea of making him one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the game. He's a bad decision maker. Jesus hands you Ciara so you can have sex with Ciara. That's the, that's the point. That's the, it's it's like that old joke where the where there's the flood and the guys on the the guys on his roof and boat comes by to pick him up and he's like, oh no, that's cool. God's gonna save me. And then another boat comes. You guys know this joke, right? Helicopter. And eventually the guy drowns and goes up to goes up to heaven and he's like, God, what happened? And he's like, What are you talking about? I sent two boats in a helicopter. Uh, it's the same thing. That's I'm making an analogy for Ciara. God has given you Ciara, not not so not to look at, to do stuff with. And also, mark my words, this relationship will not last. It's important, and guys, you know this because you're all men mostly to listen. It's important to look masculine for your lady. They want to know they are with a man, and one of the ways you do that is by boning them, or at least attempting to. It's fucking primal. If you can't fuck, potential mates move on and find someone who can. I mean, I was sort of indifferent to Russell Wilson before now, but after hearing this devastating news, he is off the cultural roll call for me. Peace out, Russ. Good luck Good luck keeping Golden Tate away from your bay. Okay, Ed, what else is going on in the world of sports? Hit me. Second story. New Buffalo Sabres forward Ryan O'Reilly celebrated his new seven-year, $52.5 million contract last week by getting drunk and crashing his pickup truck into an Ontario Tim Hortons at 4 a.m. He and the passenger fled on foot but were caught by an Ontario police officer shortly thereafter. Brian, is this the most Canadian story of all time, or does he need to be eating poutine and listening to Brian Adams? Uh, yes, absolutely. Well, this might not be the most Canadian story ever because there's no ice fishing involved or snowmobiles or igloos, any kind of, like, tundra. Uh, but this is definitely the most hockey story ever. I, I assume that this guy's contract was guaranteed, and honestly... I'm not even sure this is illegal in Canada. Like, isn't it basically the fifties there? Like you crash your rig into a Tim Hortons and a Mountie shows up and is like, so you crash your car there, eh, Ryan? How about we give you a ride home to sleep it off and I'll get Gord to come over and to get you, get you a tool, eh? Like if you're Canadian and you're a famous hockey player and you crash your vintage 1951 Chevy pickup into a Tim Hortons, which Tim Hortons is a donut shop. I know. I, I feel like I I get conflicting stories on Tim Hortons. Like it's donuts and coffee or is it, but is it more than that? Like they have hot food and is it good or does it suck? Because I've heard both. I've heard it's like the best. Like I only drink Tim, Tim Hortons coffee. 
And but then other people are like, fuck Tim Hortons. Like, Tim Hortons sucks. And any I'll tell you what Tim Hortons does do a lot of is sponsorships because they're on the ice at every Canadian rink in the NHL. Either way, what's what point was I making? Oh yeah, Canada. I don't think this is even illegal in Canada. Like I think it's pretty much okay to crash your truck into a Tim Hortons. I feel like they all know each other. Like it's a, like just a big small town. So yeah, I don't think it's a problem. Um, but I will say this: this happened in Ontario. If this had been a leaf instead of a saber, the story doesn't even make the news. I think it might be because he was on the uh, uh, he's signed with the enemy. If he if he were on the local squad, for sure they help him out in this situation. Okay, Ed, what else is going on? Tell us what other stories do you have for us from across the pond? First non sports story: a veteran NYPD sergeant allegedly splashed semen on a civilian employee as she walked down the hallway at one police plaza where they both work. The victim and his administrative aide in her 60s had just left the women's restroom and was walking back to her office when Sergeant Michael Isenko, 54, allegedly approached her from behind and splashed the substance on her leg and shoe, the source said. She suddenly felt something on her leg, looked down, and said to him, What are you doing? The source said of the January incident, The uniform member then walked away without responding. Brian, I know I've been out of the country for the last few weeks, but uh, is the semen splash now considered the new courtship method in vogue for all new Sir Walter Raleigh hopefuls? This is an absolutely just one of the more horrific stories I've ever heard of. I, I'll be honest, I don't even think it's appropriate for this podcast. I, I wish I would have known beforehand because I'm, I'm uncomfortable talking about it. Bottom line for me is this. I'm pretty staunchly anti-death penalty. I it's it's not something that's done in the civilized world. It's it doesn't deter crime the way people think it does. It might, you know, oh, it feels good. Well, let's execute these guys. But then no one ends up getting executed. It costs a lot of money. Uh it's a big it just doesn't work. And no, no other civilized country does it except for us. Uh, but that's not the point. It's, I, I don't really, you know, I'm not trying to sway you one way or the other. I am, I do support the death penalty in two cases. Number one, first and foremost, intentionally causing traffic. If you pull some bullshit where you stop in the middle of the freeway so you can get the traffic copters to take a picture of your PETA say no to fur sign or you you're in a chase and you're a three striker and you're and you're like fuck it I'm going to get on the news tonight and you cause the entire Southern California freeway system to back up you should be executed Hopefully by the cops, suicide by cop on site, on television. Uh, but if not, it's it should be an immediate, once convicted, no appeals, immediate death penalty case for the crime of intentionally causing traffic. Because there is no lower human being. You are the absolute worst of the worst. You don't... 
even like, what about these assholes that get in a fender bender and they just like p- kind of pull to the side or just right there on the freeway, they start exchanging information. Dude, get off the fucking freeway. Like, no, take your pictures on uh, in, at the 7-Eleven at the next exit. Like the car is drivable. The traffic, people that, that, that make our day about their day are just the most fucked up people in the world and they should be executed. But the second thing, I digress. I'm staunchly anti-death penalty except in two cases. One, we've discussed intentionally causing traffic. But two, weaponizing your jism. Anybody that uses their semen as a weapon needs to be executed. There was a guy, like this guy here, and I knew someone that this this same thing that happened in this story. She got a, a girl I knew had was at the grocery store shopping. Like looking, she was like looking at the cucumbers or something, the carrots. She was in the produce section. I remember that aspect of it. And some guy like brushed by her real quickly. And she like just felt she got that weird feeling, like something happened. And she put her hand back. Like everybody, like picture me. I'm taking taking my right hand and I'm reaching back, like next to my ear. And she she had long hair. She reached back and she felt in her hair. And when she pulled her hand away, her hand was covered with the unmistakable substance of jism. Hashtag jism. Semen. She had been assaulted with semen and the guy went running off. Some crazy person. Just just like what happened to this lady cop. And there was a story here recently in Orange County where a guy worked with a girl and he was like really, he was really attracted to her. And he thought, you know, I'm really, really like, and she was like, I remember seeing her picture in the newspaper and, you know, or on the websites, news stories. And she was pretty hot. They worked at like some mortgage company. And he was like, I'm real into this chick. Yeah, he was married. I think he had a couple kids. But that didn't seem to deter him. He's like, I'm really, really like sexually attracted to this girl. I want to get her to notice me. What I'm going to do is like when she's at break or when she leaves her office for a little bit, I'm going to go in her, into her office and I'm going to ejaculate in her water bottle. And I'm not just going to do it once. I'm going to do it over a series of months a period of months until she realizes, Hey, there's something funky about this water. She did. She realized something was up with that water. Took a few times. Also, I feel like she had to do that thing where she's like, I've never, I didn't know that taste. Like, I don't know what that tastes like. I feel like a lot of girls would do that. They're like, I don't, I've never tasted that before. So I didn't know right away, which is hey. Do what you got to do. I mean, I'm not, you know, who knows? But the point is, is that this guy thought that was a good way to get her to like him. And it turns out it was. They're married now. No, just kidding. It was a terrible way. She was fucking grossed out because the guy 
put his semen in her water. And I think he got convicted, but I don't think he had to do jail time or anything. I think he just got like probation or something, which I thought was fucked up. I thought, hey, this guy needs the goddamn death penalty. He weaponized his jism. Bad guy. Worst guy. Um, so that's what I'm calling for here. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if the guy's been arrested or what. But also, I have a question. I'm pretty well hydrated. Like, I, I keep it healthy. I eat pretty healthy. I drink a lot of water. Uh, I, you know, work out. Try to, try to stay. Keep my heart moving. Try to, try to be healthy. I, it's, I don't feel like, even on my best day, that I really make enough to like throw it for distance. Are these guys like saving up their ejaculate for assault purposes? Like they're, they're like, oh, I got enough now. Like, because if it's just a little bit, like they probably wouldn't notice. But you, so you, you have to have like a pretty good amount. Or maybe it's just like so exciting to them. I don't know. Okay. Point is, th- this is a death penalty case. Death for weaponizing your semen. You heard it here first. Okay, Ed, what else is going on? Tell us from where you are via recording, what is the the next story you have to discuss here on the Baller Lifestyle Podcast? Our second non-sports story, Roseland, Illinois resident Manish Shannon spent the night of his 27th birthday in jail last week as he was arrested for reckless discharge, discharge of a firearm. Shannon was in the middle of a heated game of beer pong when he attempted to distract his opponent by waving his 9mm semi-automatic weapon in his face. The the gun accidentally discharged, shooting his opponent, a 24-year-old Chicago man, in the finger and a a 20-year-old Roseland man in the shoulder. The victims drove themselves to the hospital and Manish Shannon was arrested. Brian, what's the worst part of this story? That a man shot two people during beer pong, that adults were playing beer pong, that a 27-year-old man is hanging out with 20-year-olds, or that a tw- 27 years ago, someone named a boy Manis. Okay, this is pretty good. I think we can all agree that drinking games are very stupid. I can't remember ever. First of all, I've always opted out of drinking games. I've been roped into a couple over the years, but even when it was age appropriate, like when I was in high school, we'd be drinking off a keg and people would be like, there's like a dice game people used to play, three man. I don't even know how it's like, you just throw dice. And if you get, oh, it's like however many dice come up, whatever number comes up on the die, you get to give out, tell that many people to drink or something. But then... It's like they can turn it around on you. I don't really remember. That's not the point. The point is, even when I got roped into that as a youngster, I didn't like it. Because I always felt like I can drink this shit fast enough. Like, I don't need any, I don't need to do this any quicker than I'm doing it. Because I'm fucking ossified. You know, I'm 16. I'm drinking a keg of Budweiser in some guy's backyard. I'm, you know, I've had fucking six of them. I weigh 125 pounds. Like, I don't, I don't need, you know, I don't need to be doing shots. I mean, I would do them and then I'd get real drunk and pass out. And a lot of times I'd puke. But the point is, I would get that drunk and pass out and vomit without the aid of drinking games to make me drink even more quickly. I didn't need to be drink. I don't need to drink any faster. And as an adult, no adult needs to 
to enhance his ability to consume alcohol, you fucking drunks. I do like, though, that this is in Chicago where there was a, there was an Onion headline not that long ago that was, and I'm, I'm going to butcher it, but the Onion, was it was like, um, Chicago Air now officially 60% bullets or something because so many people get murdered in Chicago. And I like that it's just like, I feel like it's just like a world where everybody just has a gun in their hand and they're just going off all the time. So this guy's playing beer pong and he's just like pulls out his nine millimeter and starts waving it around and fucking wings a couple people. And I feel like the party doesn't even stop. Like the shot guys were like, they'd already been shot that week. They're like, oh my God, again, <laughs> so funny. And then they all put their arms around each other and they all have guns in their hands with their, their, I feel like there'd be a picture, maybe it's on Instagram where they're all just arms wrapped around each other and everybody's got a gun in each hand and they're having a real laugh about accidentally shooting each other at, at a beer pong game. Here's another thing. Of all the drinking games, drinking games are so fucking stupid, but amongst the stupidest of the drinking games, I would have to place right at the top beer pong. You're, you're, you're tossing, for those of you not familiar, picture a ping pong table. You're at one end your mates at the other end and in front of you at your end, rather than, than a net and a racket that I would be into just playing ping pong like that. That's a more fun game to play with the ping pong table than beer pong. There's, there's a sort of a pyramid of those red cups arranged in front of you, each with like a little bit of disgusting bud light in them, like maybe like an inch of it or two inches and the point it and you from your end of the table, you throw the, ping pong ball and it lands in one of the cups on the other side and then that shithead has to drink that beer and i assume the game ends once you've made the guy drink all the beers but the thing is a lot of times you miss and that fucking thing goes bouncing off you know down the hallway on somebody's gross fucking dog hair covered hallway floor and who knows there's probably all sorts of dna around it and then you pick up the ball and of course you don't want to throw dirty ball into some guy's fresh warmed over flat bud light cup on the your opponent so what do you do you have like a little i've seen this you have like a little cup of water next to you and you like dunk you dunk so so whatever whatever um diphtheria or hpv or whatever stuck to that ball is now now you've rinsed it in that water. So now you have like a little Petri dish of just disgusting, like AIDS filled, uh, you know, pus floating in there, just disgusting water. And, and then the next time the ball goes off the, and then you throw it in the guy's beer, right? And then it comes back to you and it goes on the ground again. And then you wash it off in the gross water and then you throw it in another one of his beers. I like, I don't, I don't get the point of the game. You know, it's a gross game. I don't want to drink warm, shitty beer. Like I get a nice cold one and I just drink that one. It's cold. It's the right temperature. And I know I'm going to drink it quickly. It's not going to sit on the table and warm up. I I don't get the point is, is my point. Fuck beer pong. Fuck people that play drinking games. Fuck any kind of drinking game. Um, but I do like that, that the guy just pulled out a gun, like for fun, like to, like as an intimidation tactic, like, Hey, look out. Like, trying to distract him. Hey, look, I got a gun. Meanwhile, everybody's got a gun. Like his opponent probably had a gun in his non ping pong ball throwing hand is probably his left hand. Cause he's most people are righties. So that, 
that part of the story I liked. Uh, okay, it is time. Thanks, thanks for doing that, Ed. As <clears throat> Ed and I, it's difficult to hook up while he is overseas. It's difficult to, for us to hook up because of the, the issue of time zones. He's in Europe. I'm in Southern California. That's like an eight or nine hour difference. And that makes it kind of hard. It's hard enough when he's in New Jersey and I'm in Southern California for us to hook up. So I don't know if until he gets back, we'll be able to hook up and record an actual podcast. We might be able to pull one on a, on a weekend or something. I'm not sure. But I do appreciate that Ed was able to reach out and get us some, some, some of his thoughts from overseas and get us some sports topics to discuss. I do appreciate that. So thank you, Ed. Can't wait to, to talk to you again. Okay. It's been a while, but because, because of the soul man two parter, we have not had a chance to check in with our most recent million dollar baller battle. Refresh your memory. It's been a couple weeks, few weeks. Uh, our, our last million dollar baller battle, the question was posed. We put it out to you guys. We were talking about the McLobster. McDonald's was is bringing back the McLobster, a McDonald'sized lobster roll that they're rolling out in the in the Northeast, which is real dumb to me because that's already where there are lobster rolls. I don't know why you would. Yeah, sure, the people like them there, but that's because they're available to them. You figure you would take the thing that's popular in one region and try to bring it to another region where they don't have – like I think a lobster roll is delicious. You can't get one on every corner in Southern California. It's not a staple item for us. I wouldn't mind a lobster roll. I probably wouldn't go to McD's for one, but you get my point. So McDonald's was rolling out the lobster roll, and that that led me to ask you guys this. Would you rather – for $1 million for a year of time, 365 days, starting tomorrow morning, you can eat nothing but lobster rolls for one year. You can have as many as you want in a day. You can have 20 if you want. You can have one. But you can't have anything else. You can't have a, an egg. You can't have meatloaf. You can't have fish. Steak, lasagna, nothing. You can have lobster rolls for one year, and at the end, I'll give you a million dollars. Or you have the choice. Or would you rather take a bird with you everywhere you went for one year? You get a, I give you a bird. It's in a little cage. It doesn't matter the kind of bird. It could be one of those little yellow ones. Could be one of those big macaws. I saw a guy riding his bike at the beach with two fucking macaws on his shoulder. This weekend, you think that guy's up to some business? You think he's on any lists? Yeah, exactly. The point is, you'd be similar to that guy because you would have a bird with you wherever you went. 365 days, you got the choice. Bring a bird around with you, have it be your bird, or eat nothing but lobster rolls. And people had thoughts. Our boy Ish weighed in. Ish said, the million dollar baller battle from episode 77 was tough. As revolting as McLobster has to be, I'd eat the shit. I'd eat that shit instead of dragging a fucking bird around everywhere and taking care of it. That's from Ish. 
Also, our good friend Mark the Nomad has weighed in on this one via voicemail. Let's hear what our buddy Mark the Nomad has had to say. Hey guys, this is uh, your faithful listener, hashtag current episode, Mark the Nomad. I'm calling with my response to this week's million dollar baller battle. And for me, this is a no-brainer. You have to go with the bird. Um, and for me, this is kind of a ringer. I mean, it's, it's fucking obvious. If you have a bird, no one wants to talk to you. If you have to take a bird places, you don't have to socialize with anyone because you're, you're a bird guy. A bird guy might be the smartest guy because you don't have to talk to anyone. No one wants to talk to that guy. And I don't want to talk to people, so I'm going to go with the bird. Even if I have to take care of it, I'll clean up bird shit every day and feed it to not have to talk to people in public. So that, that's simple. Thanks, guys. Uh, okay, Mark. Thank you for that. He makes a good point. <clears throat> like, the, the, there's an ancillary benefit to carrying the bird around, and that's that people stay away from you. But the thing, and this, this, I'll be honest, this might be the most difficult million dollar baller battle we've had on this program. I mean, it is fucking tough. Like, imagine, you go to work every morning, you're like, fuck, you know how it's like already hard enough to get out? Like, I leave pretty early in the morning. It's already hard enough to get out of the house where you like got your coffee and your, you know, computer and all your shit and where's my keys and oh my god I've forgotten you gotta go back upstairs for something and it's like a pain in the ass to get out of the house every morning and imagine every day that 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 process also includes a fucking bird you gotta put the bird in your car put it in the back seat you probably gotta belt it in and plus it's a bird it's birds chirping chirp, 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 chirp. I fucking hate birds the only kind of bird I like is the kind of bird that eats other birds. Like that kind of bird I'm into. Birds of prey, obviously. That said, I mean, you would be sick of those fucking McLobster rolls on day one. Not to mention, like, I'm a guy, I'm into health. I am a guy that likes to eat healthy. Uh, we've talked about my my how I try to avoid carbs how i try to keep it paleo protein veggies it's about it a few nuts here and there i try to keep it healthy unless it's cheat day that which is saturday usually and i eat whatever the fuck i want one day a week whatever the fuck i want the point is is that those fucking mclobsters have to be just fucking terrible for you. I mean, the lobster part's okay, but they're loaded with mayo and that bun. Holy fuck. I'm sure one would be okay, but by the end of the first day, you'd be like, oh my God, like, give me the fucking bird. Um, yeah, I would also, as much as I hate birds, I would take the bird as well. It's a tough one because birds are fucking assholes, but I would take the bird as well. Um, no new, mil- th- thanks for the feedback from everybody that reached out to answer the million dollar baller battle. Uh, no new million dollar baller battle this week, but maybe we'll catch you up with another one next week. All right, guys. Uh, we've, we've done the, the majority of the heavy lifting for the show. I mean, I've been talking. Ed Daly's not here. I'm, I'm talking. My throat hurts. I'm, I've been talking a lot. I ta- I've been talking the whole time. You guys are probably sick of me. You've probably turned this off by now. It's time, you know, everything's better once you bring a little... 
feminine energy into the room. You know, like sometimes things get a little, a little too much testosterone. You, what you need is to bring in some estrogen, something, something that's nice to look at. That's also pretty funny. Um, we have that here. We have our own very special baller lifestyle pop culture correspondent. It is Fancy Pop with our very own Fancy Sauce. How you doing, Fancy? Hello, hello. Very good to have you here. I've been doing this all by myself. No Aww. Ed Daly. I'm, I'm very much missing my co-host, Ed Daly. I know. It is. It is. It's as always. It's nice to have you around. It's nice to be here. It's nice to have you. Uh, Tell us, Kate, what is going on? I've already discussed all the semen-related news out there. I know. No, I'm glad you weren't here for this. It was very fan of that. Yes, nobody is. Uh, uh, Kate, what is going on in the world of pop culture? What do we need to know about? Well, I have some news about Bill Cosby. So, if you're one of those people, like say Whoopi Goldberg, who needs more proof before she can would consider that unfunny comedian Bill Cosby could possibly be guilty of 30-plus rape charges, then you got it this week with the release of a filmed deposition where Cosby defended himself um, for a lawsuit filed by a young woman who has accused him of drugging and molesting her, which Cosby had managed up until now to keep from the public. So for 10 years... People, certain people had known about what was said in this deposition and it had kept it quiet. Yeah. Did nothing. Right. So um, expounding on his philosophy about sex, Mr. Cosby said he tended to refrain from intercourse because he didn't want women to fall in love with him. Yeah. Just, so he yeah. would drug them. Yes. And have sex with them while they were unconscious so that there was no... I mean, he didn't say this... In the deposition, but I yeah. feel like this is what he was inferring. If they get the so they Cosby cock, they're going to fall in love. Is that a good Cosby? I don't feel like I do a good one. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he felt like, because his his cock has magical fucking Cosby powers. This is, this, I mean, what? So in love with himself, this what guy What a is. narcissist like my, if, to think if that. They, if, they get, if they get a little bit of the Cosby dick, they're, they're going to have no choice but to fall in love with me. The uh, the what I liked about this story is the judge that unsealed it because this this was a sealed yes. deposition, right? And somebody filed to have it unsealed, and the judge was like, "Hey, this fucking Cosby guy has put himself out there like this fucking moral authority right. on the world, That's and he's right. he's placed himself out there as America's dad, uh-huh. and here's this deposition where he admits." That he is a fucking rapist. Yes. Like, this is important for the world to know. Very so, important. whoever that judge was, good job, judge. Yes. Um, so, Cosby has been accused of rape by many women now. And despite I think damning, it's around 40. Yeah, despite damning admissions that he drugged victims to relax them for sex, no criminal charges were ever filed against him. Um, but now, a paper trail of canceled checks could convince even the most stubborn minds mm-hmm. that Cosby paid women off in exchange for their silence. Um, and proof could even serve as evidence in a criminal trial. Canceled checks. So didn't we learn anything from Jerry Springer? Like you never, you never, <laughs> never, never pay with a fucking check. Uh, who uses checks? Because he wanted to write it off. He's like, like uh, uh, pussy payments. Um, so hopefully Cosby's going down. And I, oh. I don't know what will happen. You want my prediction? Well, I know what your prediction he, is. He's dead within 18 months. Right. 
He's this is a Joe Paterno like situation. A Paterno, he, right? He's disgraced. He's gonna drop dead. He's, he's old as fuck. I mean, he's infirm already. Like, look at him. He looks like shit. And this is this kind of fall from grace is becomes the ultimate fall from grace. This guy is gonna die in shame, and it's gonna happen within eighteen to twenty four months. Mark my words. Okay. Episode seventy nine. Big prediction. Did I? I don't think I took him in the death pool, by the way. I don't think you did I don't think anybody did. Okay. (laughs) Thoughts and prayers. Bill Cosby. Um, So this is kind of old news now, but we haven't done Fancy Pop for like two or three weeks. Uh, We did a lot of old news in the sports section. I need to talk some celebrity divorces. First of all, after 10 Mm. years of a mostly troubled marriage, I'd say Ben Affleck and Jen Garner have called it quits officially, Yeah, um, which is something we reported about um, Six weeks ago. I, I feel like everyone's saw Yeah, this it's one been coming. on the cards. Um, yeah. And this is always sad when there's children involved, but I just feel like Ben wants to do his own thing, yeah. which includes drinking and gambling. He wants to carouse. And not having to answer to anyone. She's probably a bit controlling. It's probably just a good, not a good, not a great match. Um, but don't worry, Ben's doing just fine. He's just bought himself a $90,000 midlife crisis hot rod. <sighs> See, that's bullshit. <laughs> Like I'm, I'm. Which he's cruising around. I too, sex car. I too am divorced, and the worst part about being divorced <laughs> is that I couldn't afford a Corvette <laughs> or a motorcycle. Uh, Absolute so bullshit. Sad. Uh, um, I, do, I don't know what it is. I felt. I feel like um, Jen's stock is about to really rise in terms of sex appeal. I just feel like mm-hmm. this divorce. Like she was like this sort of like frumpy. Midwestern mom with She's bad a bit clothes, dowdy. yeah, dad yeah. like like pedal pushers and like lots of boyfriend jeans yeah, and like cardigans from the Gap, yeah, and like not didn't really take care of herself, and I feel like she's about to get hot. Another prediction, okay. another prediction. Interesting. Jen Garner gets hot. Yeah, could be. Uh, what, what, I want to yes. know also, there was yes. a picture a couple of weeks ago of Ben's um, tramp stamp yeah, tattoo. Some, is that real? I don't know. He was bending over to put something in his I've never car. seen that before. And, and has, I feel like if that was real, we I can't believe no one's photographed it. Has like, he never taken vacation and gone? It was kind of like on his side and on his back. I don't really I don't, horrendous. I couldn't make out what it was. Yeah. It didn't look like good tattoo work to me, yeah. but I don't, I, I'd like to see it. it so if you see... If somebody has if anyone has visual, proof, visual evidence, post it on the Baller know. Lifestyle Podcast Facebook page so we can share it with our audience. Um, yeah, so big celebrity divorce news this week. Um, country music stars Blake Shelton and Miranda Lambert are also getting a D um, amid well, rumors of cheating. It that sounds, Miranda it sounds has like cheated. Miranda was getting the D. Well, I feel like he's probably been um unfaithful to her and she just got sick of it i um i don't know a lot about her i don't really know she seems like a little bit zoftig um she's not i don't know she lost a lot of weight i don't i don't really know anything about her i don't she's like not she's thin i don't know i don't know what she's about i have no opinion on her but that i've seen that guy and i've fucking cannot stand him i don't know what his deal is well he, apparently he thinks he's god's gift to yeah women as well. yeah i don't know apparently he gets a lot of pussy on the side apparently. and it is not i just don't see it i don't know who's banging this guy i know he's got a lot of money he's on the voice the thing here's the thing he left his wife for yeah. her yes 
I saw a picture. He had a bad, like, curly mullet and a cowboy hat. Oh, you should post that picture on the yeah, Facebook Yeah, it's page. a pretty good picture. Um, and finally, Kourtney Kardashian is split from the father of her three children, Scott Disick, after he upped and left to the south of France, um, apparently just left without saying anything, and then was subsequently photographed getting cozy with ex-girlfriend stylist Chloe Bartoli, who's 25. I think Courtney's 36. That did not go over well, and I think that was... Um, apparently, Courtney had had told him she was over it before that trip, so right. I think that was what really cemented her decision to... Speaking of divorce hot... Kick him to the curb, finally. I've seen... I never was a big fan of Courtney Kardashian or any Kardashian. I don't... I'm not... I'm just not attracted to their look. Uh, but Courtney Kardashian's body is looking on point. Like she's really showing it off. Mm-hmm. And Good for her. look for her to be fucking a rapper very soon, much like her sisters, much to the chagrin of Scott Disick, some revenge oh, yeah. rapper dick. Um, I'm very depressed about uh, her younger half sister, Kylie's um, transformation. Um, yes. I don't know if, how familiar listeners of our show are with the youngest sister. Kylie I won't Jenner, get into it, but, but she's, she, she's 17 and she has big, she just got breast implants, implants on top of all the other stuff that she's doing to herself yeah. to make herself look like she is African-American. I feel like there's some kind of cultural appropriation going on. I don't know. I don't get it. Um, all right. Anyway, and weirdest celeb coupling, which I just am, was floored um, by Bethany Frankel of New uh, Real Housewives of New York. Real. This can't be and real. Modern Family actor Eric Stone Street, this, who this plays gay um, Cam on, and he's great. He's, he's the chubby guy. He's great. He's, he's the chubby. I think we could say that, right? He's a chubby. Yeah. Guy. Apparently, he's he a gets chubby. a lot of tail. It's my understanding. I've heard that as well. That he is. I mean, I know he's on a sitcom, but I feel. I feel like I heard. Even before he w- had the sitcom gig, he was just one of those guys. Where sorry, he's like, I just called it tail. <laughs> yeah, he's one of those. I'm not sorry. Uh, I, I feel like he's he's a bit of a coxman. He's just one of those guys that does really well with the ladies. Uh, Bethany Frankel has a big square face, very skinny. She's, I'm not seen. I feel like this is skeletal. a publicity thing. Skeletal and very um, manly, scary. And, and by skeletal, you mean skeletal. To say skeletal, skeletal. Oh, uh, yeah. You I feel like this is. Me. I feel like this is a publicity situation. Okay, so it looks like Fifty Cent's bankruptcy filings not going to save him from having to pay punitive damages as um, well as five million in compensatory damages to Rick Ross's ex over sex tape scandal. Fiddy was involved in leaking. So basically, this ploy to um, file for bankruptcy has not. Has not worked. It will. It will delay it though, for sure. For a little bit. Yeah. He, Fiddy should ask Donald Trump how to file for a successful bankruptcy there in order to border, you defraud go. your creditors um, four times. I feel like I see um, Fifty Cents like 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 winking at the camera where they're like, "Hey, you're broke," and he's like, "Oh yeah," like he's walking through the airport. He's like, "I'm broke as shit." Do we know? Do we know? Do we have a figure on how much he sold vitamin water? I for? think it was like a hundred million dollars. His cut was like in the hundred million. It was in the. Um, You'd have to be really dumb to have blown range. through that kind of yeah, money. No, yeah, I mean, just last May. That's a lot of money. Just to a couple get months ago, Forbes estimated his net worth to be at one hundred and fifty million. Yeah. 
So I feel like he's doing all right. I feel like 50's got dough. Yeah. Still. Um, Amber Heard, actress and wife of Johnny Depp, has been formally charged with illegally bringing the couple's dogs into Australia and could face up to 10 years in prison, prosecutors said on Thursday. Last month, Heard told Australia's Channel 7 that she and Depp would avoid going to Australia from now on because of certain politicians. Mm-hmm. Barnaby she talking Joyce, about Barnaby? Saying, I love Barnaby Joyce. Saying, I guess everyone tries to go for their 15 minutes, including some government officials. Barnaby Joyce. Burn. Well, they did break the law. Right. Like they're you're not, not allowed to do You're that. not immune to rules and regulations yeah. just because you're a, you know, celebrity actor. Yeah, who affects who, a British accent. Who flies around. And wears lots of bracelets private. and scarves. Right. Yeah. Tons of scarves. Yes. Um, so that is my celeb news. That, I didn't, I knew celebs, I knew one of the perks of flying private as a celebrity was it was an easy way to get your cocaine around. Yeah. But I didn't, re- I didn't realize that also your teacup Yorkies were the other kind of contraband that you could bring. Well, you need to shove those little things yeah. in a bag yes. and not let anyone know that you've broken the law. Yes. Like they're so the whole, little. That's the point. Yeah. Don't just, don't just brazenly like carry them off yeah. the plane. And then once you're in the country, you're like, no, I got them here. Like they're just, they're, they're local. She forged dogs. a document too. Ugh. So she knew, she knew she was yeah, up to she no knew, good. She knew what was going on. Uh, what? <clears throat> What about The Bachelor? Any thoughts? A bit that Last night was The Men Tell All, um, which is, Super you know, boring. It's kind of boring. One but. of the most dull. Here's what I will say. Not, not to a man, and this never happens in, in, that I've noticed on any Bachelor or Bachelorette, not one of those fucking guys had one bad word to say about Caitlyn. That Corey guy did. Who was barely on Slightly. it. Slightly. He was barely on it. He was trying it. to have a go at her, but when yeah. he realized he was the odd man out and didn't really have any ba- anyone backing him up, even that narcissist Ian from even Princeton. Ian, who seemed like a douche on the show. Got, he really wanted to apologize. He's obviously suffered a lot of backlash yep. for his for his um, TV time. But for, for everybody that's like, you know... Kicking Kate no, they were, she's, she's down, popular. You know, she she fucked at the wrong time. She's you know she she ruined the Bachelorette. Say, Everyone that was a contestant on that show, all jilted by her. Yeah, a couple she's somehow who legitimately off. seemed to be in love with her. Still, yeah. Looking at you, Jared. The Ben H. Maybe. The, yeah, Ben H. As well. They all looked at her glowingly. And would hook up with her today if given the shot. And one thing they did do, which I was really happy about, is they read some of the awful, misogynistic, just really mean, yeah. aggressive tweets that Caitlin yeah. had been sent. Not just sent. misogynistic, a lot, a lot sent by women. Well, we don't know because they blocked the Twitter handle. She said one was a mother. But I could, one of the ones oh, that, that called her a whore. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, really awful tweets, death threats as well that she's received, all because she's a woman who owns her sexuality, and for some reason, people cannot handle that. Yes, it's very... It's very scary. It's not the way you're supposed yeah. to act or conduct yourself if She's you're a, a woman. Slut. God forbid yes. you go out and have consensual sex as an adult woman. I support vaginal pride. Um, I know that it's probably out there. We, we here at the Baller Lifestyle Podcast do not read spoilers. We don't pay attention to spoilers. Um, so we don't know who Caitlin has chosen, whether it's Nick or Sean B. Kate, I'll put you on the spot now. Who do you got? 
Who do you like to win The Bachelorette? Is it Nick or Sean B? I don't know. I no, feel like it could no, go no, either that's way. That's not an acceptable answer. I mean, I'll just guess. guess. Sean B. Yeah. Sean B is your choice? I feel like they're setting it up more to be Nick. So I feel like it's going to be yeah. Sean B. Yeah. They're both pretty useless. Um, Nick sucks. I hate Nick so much. And Sean, B, Sean B's too obsessed with Nick. I can't. Yeah. They're both the worst, but I can't really pick Nick just no. because I hate him so yeah, much. Yeah. He sucks. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and also agree. I choose Sean B. Sean B will win The Bachelor next Monday night. Uh, okay. But those previews yes. for Bachelor in Paradise have got me very, That's very, right. very we're gonna, excited. We're do, like, I, like I mentioned at the top of the show, in case you missed it, there will be a standalone, a separate podcast, just one episode where we discuss, where we break down. I mean, it would take up the whole show. So I'm going to do it. You know, some of you guys only listen for The Bachelor portion of the show, which I understand. And some, like a couple, like <laughs> one or two of you aren't that into it. Um, so we're going to do something for you guys where we do a special Bachelor in Paradise preview with myself, Kate, and Jason Stewart, and possibly a couple of special guests. So look forward to that Bachelor in Paradise preview. Um, it looks good. It looks really good. There's going to be some sex had. There's going to be they're in that same hookups and tears. Yeah. four days. Yeah. yeah, let's not do too much. And of a preview un- now. unlimited alcohol. Yeah, so oh, much awesome. booze in that shitty resort with nothing to do. Uh, okay, Kate, that's it. But I I, I neglected. Hmm. To review, we have one life coaching. As you guys know, we are we here at the Baller Lifestyle Podcast are life coaches. We have helped out many, many, many of our listeners with their life coaching issues. We give advice here, sex and relationships, any kind of advice you're looking for, fashion. Yeah, we have it. I'm a, I mean, if you check at Fancygram, Kate's Instagram... There's me, there's lots of fashionable pictures of me that get very rave reviews. They get a lot of likes. Brian they has a lot of style, A you lot guys. of positive comments. So if you're in, if you have fashion questions, bring them to us. And this listener actually does have a fashion, a fashion slash relationship question. Kate, listen to this. Hey guys, what are the rules when it comes to your significant other choosing clothing slash shoes for you? I think I made a basic mistake a couple of months ago by allowing my wife to select a pair of formal shoes for me. She loves them. I hate them. But as you know, marriage is basically a game of how can I avoid an argument today? So I threw down $300 basically to avoid an argument. Now, every time we have a formal event to go to, I have three options. One, wear the shoes, feel like a dick. Two, argue about the shoes, feel like a dick and then put them on or three argue put on some other shoes and get the silent treatment for a couple of days so the crux of the question is what is the safe limit when it comes to your significant other choosing garments for the other to wear any tips on this much appreciated hashtag team current episode hashtag heard them all hashtag always listen on thursday kisses all round will and will has an addendum oh and i had an idea perhaps one week you guys could get drunk before recording the podcast we'll take that under advisement i feel like ed daly definitely took that under advisement when we <laughs> recorded the the karate kid podcast right. if you listen to the end of that one uh, okay kate any advice for will okay so what are the rules when it comes to your significant other choosing clothes for you um i mean in 
in our house, there's no rules. But, I mean, I don't know. I mean, don't you guys send each other emails and be like, do you like these? And you say yes or no. Like, if you really don't like something, look, it's just like every argument in marriage. It's you choose your battles. Like, if you really don't like the shoes and you're really going to feel like an asshole wearing them, I feel like that might be a battle worth choosing. Yeah. Yes. Right? Yeah. And just be like, look, I would, I'll feel like an asshole wearing those. Like, I know that you love them, but can we find a pair that doesn't make me feel stupid? Yeah. Here, here's, here's a couple things. I, I agree with Kate. But additionally, $300 shoes. Who are you? Will, Will Rothschild? Will P. <laughs> Carnegie? Like, Will Rockefeller? Wow, breaking the bank on the fucking shoe budget, my man. Three bills. Also, we need to see a picture. Like, I, yes. I need to see what these awful shoes that, look like. Because that's that's my other line of thinking. Like, how bad can they be? Right. Like, dress shoes are dress shoes. Right. What Some color are, are they? Some are worse than others. Are they bright blue? I like, I like, like, a Chelsea boot. Something, you know, that you, like a, like a beetle boot, something that you can pull on a little pointy. Um, that's, that like works for formal attire for me, but there's nothing like, so like even like a wingtip or a loafer, like nothing's so bad that it's just beyond the pale that you could just never wear them. I would just, you paid for them. I would just wear them even if you don't love them. But that brings up another situation, the confidence factor. You only look as good as you feel. That's true. You got to rock it. Yeah. And if you're wearing shoes that make, that give you pause, then you're not going to be at your, uh, at your highest level of confidence. Right. Because as they say, feet first. Yeah. I mean, I've never heard anybody say that, but definitely. I say that. Yeah. Okay. I hope that helped you, Will. I appreciate it. And, and, And guys, be like Will. I know you guys have questions like this and you need our perspective. We're happy to answer all of your life coaching questions here. Sex, relationships, fashion, cuisine. Yeah. I mean, the sky's the limit. We have thoughts on all these things. We do. Literature. Yeah. Poetry. Mm hmm. Music, mm-hmm. all of the above. Decor. Decor. I have strong views on decor. Absolutely. Uh, okay. Excellent job, Kate. Thank you very much. You are welcome. In- Thanks for listening, everybody. Until next week, uh, for Ed Daily via remote, for Kate McManus, I'm Brian Beckner. This has been the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. We will see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.